basis for our sermon today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is the word of our God. In 1943, an American psychologist named Abraham Maslow wrote an influential paper about something he called mankind's hierarchy of needs. And this this hierarchy of needs, it's often displayed as a, displayed as a, a pyramid like it is here. And it, it suggests that, that humans are, are motivated to first fill some more basic needs before then moving on to fulfill more, more complex, advanced needs. And Maslow, he had the idea that everyone's got this, this inborn desire to become self actualized, the thing at the, the top of the pyramid there. And what this means is that people are motivated to reach their full potential, to be who they're meant to be, to, to be all that they can be. Self-actualization. Of course, in order to achieve self-actualization, well, first, you got to meet some more basic needs. And so that's what you got in, like, especially this first layer of the pyramid, the more simple physiological needs like food and sleep. You got to have those. Moving on up the pyramid, well, then you also want to have safety. And this could be anything from financial security to having good health. And the third layer of the pyramid then get to some more complex social needs like love and belonging. And if you got those three bases covered, then you're, you're only one step away from achieving self-actualization. You need layer four, esteem. And esteem is fueled by recognition, achievements, talents, reputation, your own personal worth or value. And if you can build this pyramid, then you will have reached your full potential, unlocked your true identity to be all that you can be, self-actualization. Maybe you agree with Maslow's hierarchy of needs here. Maybe you think it's a bunch of baloney. Either way, by the end of this morning, we're going to turn this hierarchy of needs pyramid upside down. And if we're going to do that, 
means we have to spend most of our time focusing on the items near the top of that pyramid. Esteem and self-actualization. And th these two items, they're actually something that Paul hits upon in his words in the last chapter of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And really, he's given us a checkup on our self-esteem. He calls on us to check our self-esteem. Believe it or not, here Paul is actually also talking about self-actualization, being all that you can be. Just not talking about it in the way Maslow would. He's going to talk about it in a more upside-down kind of way. So first, let's, let's review what esteem is, right? Esteem, usually when we talk about that, we're referring to self-esteem, the way we regard ourselves. But self-esteem can also involve the way we think others regard us. Essentially, self-esteem is all about where we find our personal worth, our personal value. Usually this is going to consist of our talents, our achievements, our reputation, our status, maybe even our appearance. And the reason we need to have a self-esteem checkup today is because we usually find ourselves in one of two ditches. Either we have an overly high self-esteem or we have a low self-esteem. And neither are healthy. And maybe of the two ditches, it's really this overly high self-esteem, thinking too highly of ourselves, that can be more damaging. If you inflate your, your own achievements and, and your successes, your reputation, if, if you flaunt your great talents or wisdom, you're probably not going to win many friends for yourself. And if you, if you watch sports at all, I'm sure you'll come across plenty of athletes who find their way onto ESPN Sports Center for all the wrong reasons. Their, their egos get them in trouble. Their inflated self-esteem, it, it just gets annoying. And it gets in the way of the game. But beyond, in just a worldly sense, having an overly high self-esteem can also be damaging spiritually. When we put so much stock in our own talents and achievements and reputation, it's all pointless before God. None of it counts. Our greatest achievements in the eyes of men do nothing to change our status in the eyes of God. And Paul is pretty clear on that, right? He says, God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. No matter how wise or influential or strong we might be, boasting about it before God accomplishes nothing. Trying to achieve our way into God's good favor has never worked, and it never will. 
This is why having an overly high self-esteem before God could be so damaging. But if this, this ditch of overly high self-esteem is, is sharp and deep, well then, the ditch on the other side of the road, low self-esteem, that ditch, it's wide and sloping. I think it's much more likely we're going to find ourselves in that ditch more often than not. Because the world has a way of, of making you feel your deficiencies, your weaknesses, your shortcomings. And for every one day you spend in the bottom of the, the high self-esteem ditch, you're probably spending two weeks in the low self-esteem ditch. Just listen to some of these these signs of a person with low self-esteem. See if any of these descriptions match how you feel about yourself at times. This is about having a, a negative outlook, a lack of confidence, an inability to express your needs, a tendency to focus on your weaknesses, feelings of shame, depression or anxiety, believing that others are better than you, an intense fear of rejection or failure, if you told me you've never experienced one of those feelings, I don't know if I'd believe you. Maybe some of us here deal with feelings like that almost every single day. It doesn't take much to fall into that low self-esteem ditch. Of course, if you're following Maslow's hierarchy of needs, well, you should be able to reclaim your self-esteem, right? You can, as long as you're getting enough food and enough sleep and as long as you've got that safety layer covered, right, that you've, you've got a good job and plenty of financial security and making sure that you're working out enough to stay really healthy. And then, well, hopefully you've got at least one relationship that can be loving, a place to find belonging. At that point, you should have no problem reclaiming your self-esteem. But what if we just can't even seem to build up those those bottom layer of needs. What if we can't even figure those things out? What then? Well, sorry. You're just going to have to try harder because you've got to meet those basic needs first if you want to have self-esteem. You see how these, these attempts to raise our self-esteem this way is just going to get us caught up in a cycle of depression and and frustration. If you can't get good sleep at night because of the state your mind is in, if you look in the mirror and you could just never see the person you, you, you wish you could see, if you just can't find that one right relationship to be in, well, then, then it all falls apart. Say goodbye to self-esteem, to being all that you can be, turns out low self-esteem can be just as damaging as an overly high self-esteem. And now it's time to remember that big fancy word at the top of the pyramid, self-actualization. To reach your full potential, to be all that you can be, to unlock your full identity. <laughs> yeah. That chance of that happening if we can't even figure out our own self-esteem problems.
unless, unless we can get esteem from somewhere outside of ourselves, unless our self-actualization, this deepest sense of our identity, can be built on something or someone other than ourselves. You want self-esteem? You want self-actualization? You want an identity? Listen to this. It is because of God that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is Paul talking about self-actualization. This is how you reach your full potential, how you take on your true identity. And it has nothing to do with us. It's all based on what God does for us. God cuts down any measure of self-esteem and he gives us Christ-esteem instead. God, he, he chose us apart from who we once were. God chose us apart from whether or not we were wise or strong or influential. God chose us in love. And no longer do you have to find your worth and value in what others think about you. You get to derive your value and worth from Jesus. That's Christ esteem. And that is your identity first and foremost. You are in Christ, a member of God's family. This is yourself as you actually are. This is self-actualization in the best possible way. This is realizing what I have in Christ, and what I am in Christ. Consider what you once were and consider what you are now. This is what Paul called the, the Corinthians to do. He said, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose them. So what if the world looked at them as foolish or weak or lowly or despised? God chooses the foolish things, the weak things, the lowly despised things, the things that are not. And the Corinthians were a good example of this. God often makes a point by choosing the foolish, weak, not very influential things in this world in order to turn the world's way of thinking upside down. To have people not focus so much on themselves and their own perceived standing in the world. God giving these Corinthians Christ esteem meant they could consider themselves apart from who the world considered them to be. Consider what we once were. 
And consider what we are now. We were once lost, hopeless, sinful people with either too much self-esteem or, or too little. But now, now we are in Christ. And being in Christ, this means that, that Christ has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness. He has become our holiness. He has become our redemption. In God's good wisdom, he didn't leave us on our own to try and scrounge up enough right standing before God. He gave us Christ, his righteousness, his right standing. On the cross, Jesus swapped his righteousness for our sins. Christ has become our righteousness. And in God's good wisdom, he didn't leave us on our own to try and present ourselves as holy in God's sight. God saw Jesus' perfect life, lived on our behalf, and he credited that to your spiritual bank account. Christ has become our holiness. And in God's good wisdom, he didn't leave us on our own to pay that steep price for our sins, for the breaking of his law. He gave us the holy, innocent blood of his only son as our redemption price to buy us back from the power of death, from the power of Satan. Christ has become for us redemption. And now, God gives you permission. He says, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Go ahead and boast in your Savior, Jesus. Boast about the amazing things he has done for you. Even, even if the world looks at you as insignificant, know this. God chose you. God loves you. God fills you with esteem by filling you with Christ. Boast about that to everyone you know. You've, you've got a rock-solid identity. You are in Christ. That's your self-actualization. And even if you still struggle with low self-esteem, it doesn't mean you're not a Christian. This world, it's going to, to beat us down again and again. There's no sugarcoating that. It'll happen. But when you feel worthless or weak or insignificant, it's not how God feels about you. You know he doesn't. He's made that clear because he sent Jesus. He found so much value, so much worth in you that he gave it all up to get you back. If you wanted to, you could wear a t-shirt every single day that says, God thought I was worth it. Jesus paid your redemption price because he loves you unconditionally. You are good enough. Christ makes you good enough by his righteousness, his holiness. And even on the days when you can't muster any self-esteem, remember, you've got Christ-esteem. Maybe now, you see why? God has to turn this, this hierarchy of needs upside down. 
It all has to start with our true identity. It all has to come out of unlocking our full potential of who we are in Christ. Everything else follows after that. Everything else flows out of that. Because our, our esteem, it's not based on our own talents or achievements. It's based on Christ and the esteem he has for us. Keep going up the pyramid. Of course we have love and belonging with God. Because he's given us Christ as our holiness, our redemption, our righteousness. Clearly he loves us. Clearly we belong in his family. And safety. Obviously, God gives us spiritual security by what Jesus has done for us. He gives us a secure future in heaven for body and soul. And he even promises to guard and protect us by sending his angels. And the God who supplies everything else can certainly also supply our daily bread, our physical needs. He can supply them according to his will. He's the creator and preserver of all things. Sorry, Mr. Maslow. We destroyed and flipped your pyramid completely upside down today. But we had to. Christ has to be my starting point. And this faith in our Savior, this self-actualization we have in him, it's something the world will envy. So I don't know about you, but I think that's something worth boasting about. Amen.